on a different path. It's very unique. We love it, eh? I'm a big Peter Gabriel fan, though. His voice is so cool, I think. Are you a Peter Gabriel fan, Bunnis? Um, I, I'm not a fan, per se, like like you say you are, but like I don't have a problem with uh, Genesis. Like, I like okay. Genesis songs. You know, Genesis are touring right now. It's really quite sad, actually. What? Well, because, like, they're all sitting in chairs. They're all getting so old that they can't even stand up. Phil Collins, I, if you look up Genesis 2021 tour, <laughs> you'll see it. And it's just the whole audience, everyone's sitting down, even on stage. It looks like Phil Collins, they rolled out like an office chair that he's sitting in. Like, it doesn't. And he's just sort of, like, hunched in the chair. And he looks so freaking old. And he is, like, in his, I think he's either 70 or 71. And then the guitarist is sitting on a stool, and they're just playing the so old is, songs. So is it um, acoustic? Like, if it's no. an acoustic tour, I could see why you no. might know. No, no, okay. they're just old, and they can't, uh, like, Phil yeah. Collins has back issues. Oh, yeah. Uh, so what happened was, like, there was Genesis, and then Peter Gabriel left to go solo, and then Phil Collins became the lead singer. And so it's the Phil Collins version of Genesis that's on tour right now. Mm. Peter Gabriel, I think, is doing much better than Phil in terms of uh, his stage show, although he hasn't been on tour in a while. But, um, yeah, it's sad when you see people getting old. That well, at least they're still on the road, you know. I'm sure there's a lot of fans who, you know, I hate going to a concert and I don't have a chair. That's a, that's a pet peeve of mine. I like to sit down. <laughs> yeah, chill out. Yeah, chill, yeah. But know? then, like, you, when they play the hit song near the end or whatever, people usually get up or right. whatever. But it seems like most people are just sitting down. <laughs> I, I only saw three clips from a show I think they did in England. It's but, when you uh, start slapping your knee when they get yeah. to the one you really like. But then right? again, like, I can't imagine what it's like to be 70 and still try and do that kind of thing. It's like, pretty it's, cool. I think it's a young person's uh, game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very well, much you got to so. like time your whole day differently as well. You have to peak like after dinner. You got to peak at like well, nine. 
If you watch, uh, if you just go to YouTube and you watch Genesis 2021 and you compare it to like whatever the Stones are going to be doing when they go out on tour, which they are this year, mm-hmm. you, it'll give you a better appreciation for Mick Jagger and how he's held up and how he still has like the crazy amounts of energy that he has to be ripping up and down the stage. Is there any uh, artificial help with that energy these days? What do you mean? What would the like vitamin B shots? Like, are you talking like cocaine? I'm talking, yeah, I'm talking, uh, yeah. I love that cocaine. I love that cocaine. No. I can't. I can't. You're right. I mean, Mick Jagger is 78, and I think Phil Collins is like 70 or 71, and Mick Jagger is just held up so much better. I think cocaine is also a young man's game. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think you do coke when you're you're 78. I think you get over it. My dad is 78. guy can't drink anymore like he he, i mean he drinks once in a while or when he did keep him up at night and is your body stops like and you can't sleep yeah Yeah. i I don't know man i know a lot of dudes who are in their 50s and 60s who still rip yeah 50s and 60s get into your 70s now man You know I went to New there. Orleans with yeah. my dad when he turned 70. We went on like a father-daughter trip to like check out live jazz and like some very upbeat bands. And I remember looking over at him at one point and he had his head down in his chest and he was like asleep during one of the concerts. Just having a little snooze. A little <laughs> yeah, catnap. A little catnap. Yeah. He could pull those off really well. Yeah. I'm like, I'm glad this is memorable for you, dad. So, yeah, Bunnies, you're hanging out and ripping it with 60-year-olds? Uh, no, I just like uh, some of the uh, bars and restaurants that I know, the owners, um, some of them like to partake in party favors in their office, yeah. and they have clientele. Oh, my God, that uh, lifestyle. Of, of, that, of like an older age that will go down and party with them in, in their offices. Like, mm-hmm. at, you know, How long can you keep that up for, though? Like, are they new to the game, no, and that's no, why? Or are they no, just... No, no, they're just stuck in the 80s, you they're know? Seasoned, uh, they're seasoned professionals, yeah. probably. It's very hard. I mean, and then some people are just burdened with health issues, right? Like Phil Collins has probably had way more health issues than Mick Jagger. He said he screwed up his back because of his bad posture when he played the drums. Oh, really? Yeah, he he just, he made too many mistakes with how he played Mm -hmm. that it led to chronic pain. He said his hands hurt so much at the end when he was still playing the drums that that he would tape the sticks to his hands so they didn't fly out of it so he could continue to play. He basically taped them to his hands. That's when your body's saying, stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please stop. <laughs> wow. Well, he's been going a long time. His his son's playing the drums right now for Genesis. Oh, yeah? While they're on tour, yeah. Yeah. There's some. Sweet. It's a lot of Genesis fun facts for you. <laughs> um, you know, we've, we unfortunately are going to cut this one a bit short today because uh, we had a long uh, meeting after work. We did. We got it. And I had a bunch of stuff to do, so we gotta we gotta fly. Got other commitments in the day to tend to. <laughs> but but if you're looking for a cool chill song, carpet crawlers, Genesis. Carpet crawlers. Carpet crawlers. Well, it's actually the carpet crawlers. Okay. But, yeah, by Genesis. Thank you. It's time.
Tucker and Mora. And yesterday was election day here in Canada. And of course, here uh, we like to break things down into little bite-sized pieces. <laughs> this is the one real takeaway from yesterday's election. Yes. You ready for it? I'm ready. Nothing changed! <laughs> it's all just the same thing over again! It really is. Oh, boy. No news to report. It's almost like it didn't happen. It was almost like they wasted $600 million and drove us out into lineups again <laughs> in order to do what? Change a couple of seats here and there, but it's still, it's the exact same thing. We're, we're no different than yeah. we were on Sunday. What a waste of time and oh money, eh? Oh, my God. Imagine you had like, imagine one person was given $600 million, okay, and their one job was just to make other people's lives better. They couldn't spend a dollar on themselves. Mm-hmm. Just think of the good you could do with $600 million. <laughs> Like, one, that's an think obscene amount of money. Think of how many lives you could change yeah. with $600 million. That's literally what we spent? So, yeah, it's like that, that election cost around $600 million. It changed nothing. It's just, a, it's like wasted money, if mm-hmm. you ask me. Mm-hmm. And I'm, look, I've voted liberal more times than I voted for conservatives, but I have voted conservative. I've even voted NDP before. Like, I'm not married to any particular party. Yeah. But right now, that election really makes me, like, leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Mm-hmm. I hate that. Mm-hmm. You know? And then it's like, all these other parties, it's time to make some changes there. People aren't supporting you anymore. I mean, the, the Bloc Quebecois have more seats than the NDP. <laughs> Isn't that, like, time for the people who are in the NDP to kind of say, like, maybe we should just change some of our values Maybe tweak things a little bit. The Conservative Party. I mean, it was their election to lose. And it's like, why do they keep having to go down the road that they go down? Whether it's like, if you support conservatives, you have to be anti-environment. Why can't they be pro-environment and also fiscally responsible? Like, it doesn't make any sense Too many big businesses involved in that one, probably. The big takeaway, guys. (laughs) Nothing changed. Oh, boy. More coming up at 11. (laughs) But not on this show. But not on this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) We're done. We're done. We only talk about politics after an election, and we do it once. (laughs) Bundus, anything you want to clear uh, off your uh, plate there? Yeah, I'll just get angry. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Moving on, then. What would you do with $600 million? Oh, boy. (laughs) Don't ask. Call another election. (laughs) (laughs) It's Tucker Amora, and today is International Miniature Golf Day. Mm. I just learned something about miniature golf that made me a little sad. Oh, yeah? What's that? Okay, it was originally created in what country? Any guesses? Uh, USA. No. Uh, was it in Scotland? Scotland golf- is correct. Uh, smart, smart bundle. Okay, and why did they invent miniature golf? It was originally... Created. Oh wait, for women because golf is gu- guys only. Girls get off the green or whatever it stands for. It was originally created <laughs> to allow women Boo! to play. Boo! When I found that out, I was like a little sad about uh, that. Yeah. I was like, ah, that's too bad. I, I kind of would have thought it would would have been invented as a way for like kids yeah, to, to keep the kids busy. Keep the kids busy when you're in a resort town. Yeah, you know, and there's nothing else to do but go grab some fast food and go play mini putt. You know, when the beach is closed. Totally. I just played a little mini putt myself this past summer. Did you with your daughter? I did. I got a hole in one, oh. <laughs> and nobody saw it except one other guy. 
and him and I had a, he was like way over on the, and I, I'm like, did you see that? He's like, I saw that. <laughs> but what, what did you have to do to get the whole one bank it off a corner or oh, something? Like was what was so hard about it? Incredible that I got it in. There was like a water feature and I had to get over the water feature and yeah. around a corner. I had to, yeah. It's a whole thing. The guy's like, I didn't even know there was a hole over there. <laughs> I'm like, yes. <laughs> and you and nailed I it. sunk it. Yeah. Who are you with? Just your daughter? I was, was with my daughter and my, and my hubby. Yeah. And, and he didn't see it. He missed it. No, they oh, missed it. That would suck <laughs> to get a hole in one. In re- I mean, a mini putt, it's not that big a deal. But in real life, if you get a hole in one and no one in your group saw it, <laughs> that would be disappointing. <laughs> I've got one hole in one in real golf. And yeah? I was with two other guys, and they fully saw it. They were more excited than I was. Oh, it's the best. Yeah, it it's was a pretty great feeling. feeling. Yeah, because it would suck to get one, especially on one of those greens that you can't quite see if it went in. Like, I fully saw it. It landed. It was going to the hole. <laughs> they were like, no, come on. It went in. I was like, yeah. <laughs> the so best thing is, is that you think it means that you're, like, good at it, and then you get to the next hole, and oh, you're yeah. like, wow, I, I actually suck. I, I was a fluke. It, was a it fluke. really is. A f- I mean, you have to have, like, some skill, but most of the time it's yeah it's kind of a fluke within your skill set okay Mm -hmm. do you want to know why it was considered unladylike for women to play regular golf um i think and why mini putt was okay uh is it because the swing was getting too big a (laughs) hundred percent A hundred percent right. It was considered unladylike for women to raise a golf club above their shoulder level. Like once you get into that, oh, oh look at that! Who's that unladylike woman over there swinging that club? That's so ridiculous. I know. Yeah. Oh my god. So it was okay for mini putt to play mini putt, but regular golf, no, 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 no. Oh. You got to bring your arms up. Let me tell you, I didn't look ladylike when I got that hole in one. You mean I like had, after or I had, while no, you hit while it? No, while I hit it. I had yeah. to really go on it. So. <laughs> By the way, Luke texted us. He said the real reason they made mini golf was to drink beer and do fat Hollywoods. <laughs> It's a drug <laughs> reference, I think. <laughs> no, that's why they invented curling. So you could drink while doing a sport and smoke cigarettes. Isn't there some mm. old tale that like the reason golf is 18 holes is because they, they took a bottle of whiskey or scotch or whatever and they it, it, they played 18 holes because that's how long it took, took them, them to, to take... get through that? Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. Not in but... Scotland, man. Still down that much quicker than 18 holes. Well, happy International miniature golf day i've got some red flags for you to look out for at the beauty salon i'm talking about expert eyelash technicians facialists these people can damage your face permanently so what are the red flags to look out for number one look for pictures of their work and reviews and details about the treatment that they're giving you if you're booking a facial for example and there's hardly any information on the treatment you know you kind of wonder what the hell they're smearing on your face maybe they don't even know number two this is more specific for eyelash extensions which is super popular right now experts say when the practitioner doesn't ask you about your daily makeup routine It's a problem because if you don't wear a lot of makeup and you get like really bold eyelash extensions, it's really not going to look natural on you anymore. So you have to make sure that they ask you about your makeup routine before they do your lashes. Number three, 
check them out. How's their skin? How are their lashes? Oh, yeah, good point. <laughs> they say if they have bad extensions, it's a pretty good indication of what the work's going to look like on you. Kind of like if you go to a tattoo artist and all their tattoos are horrible, <laughs> faded and poorly like yes, drawn out. Yeah, exactly. That might be a red flag. That's a red flag. This one's really, really important, especially when we're talking about injections. Look for certifications. <laughs> You know, just like having what a diploma on the wall. Yeah, like what do you need to inject um, Botox and stuff like that? Do you need to be a trained nurse or do you can anyone just go to school to do injections? I'm not sure. Um, I'm not. But they, they are training credentials that they would have to post on the wall and membership to c- credible governing bodies like that needs to be posted somewhere. And they also say, don't be afraid to ask to see credentials, which I think I would feel oh, uncomfortable doing. Yeah. But if you go in somewhere and you are getting an injection like people can die from a poorly done injection. So I think you're justified to say, hold on a second. Do you mind? Like, where did you study? We're too polite as a society. We're too polite to ask. (laughs) You know, it's the perfect example of like you're at a restaurant and you're not enjoying your meal. It's cold or something's off and they come around like, how's everything? You're like, it's great. Yeah, it's fine. And then they walk away. Yeah. You know, because you're too ashamed. The same for the same reason. I don't think anyone would ever really say, oh, can I see your paperwork to show you can do this? Mm -hmm. Even though it totally makes sense. Mm -hmm. And then number five. Go to a specialist in in their field. Like if you're going to see somebody and they do everything, it's not necessarily a good sign. Pick somebody who focuses in on one thing and that will not be a red flag. Okay. Thanks. You're welcome. Good tips. I know it's it's a little bit more for the ladies, maybe that one, but... uh Thanks for at least acting interested in it, Tucker. Bundus. Uh, Fascinating. Bundus, right, Bundus, thanks for nothing. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Bundus, his contribution to that break was a big fat zero. Zero. <laughs> can't even, uh, you can't even pretend like you, that more is someone you want to date and feign interest. Yeah, what what do you like when you're with someone who's boring? He was like glazed over for that yeah. conversation. Yeah. Thanks a lot, buddy. Hello. I mean, <laughs> to be honest, while you were talking about it, I just I, I got brought back to a memory of a time that I went to an appointment, one of these appointments for like lip injections with a girlfriend of mine. Uh-huh. And I was remembering how painful it was sitting in there listening to these two girls talk about <laughs> this stuff. And that's all I was I was just reliving that as you were talking about it. Yeah. Well, you should have been busy looking for her credentials yeah, or his credentials. Guess, yeah. Checking okay. after her well-being. Yes. Yeah. Next time. It's Tucker Mora. Don't you love when animals speak English? It's like one of my favorite things in the world. It's, it's always a stretch, though. It's like, oh, oh. oh that's English. There's, he's spang, saying something. Not when the animal's a parrot and the parrot's got a foul mouth. Oh! Like, it is so clear what this parrot is saying, I had to literally remove sections of it because (laughs) I couldn't even beep it. This parrot lives with a couple of cats. Apparently, the parrot not a big fan of the cats. (laughs) This is the parrot basically telling the cats to shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Be quiet. Shut up.
This parrot <laughs> dropped an effing a hole. No, that was the one I had Yikes. to like completely. Yeah, there was no, there was no like beeping around it. I no. had to beep the whole thing. Yeah. Another <laughs> clip that's gone viral lately. You know, you think grandparents. Like, if you're lucky enough to have a grandmother still alive, mm-hmm. y- your grandmother would live to just hang out with you and chat with you. You know, you think that would be a highlight for them. Not this grandmother. Good morning, Granny. Good morning. Chilly today. By saying good morning doesn't mean I want you to have a conversation with me. <laughs> 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 this grandmother oh, doesn't want to have anything to do oh boy. <laughs> with her granddaughter. Chilly today. By saying good morning doesn't mean I want you to have a conversation with me. <laughs> Someone get her a coffee. <laughs> okay, this is a husband who has completely forgotten about his anniversary, but he's been given a card by his wife. This is him for about a minute trying to figure out why he's received this card and a gift of going fishing in Cabo. Your bags are packed, so all we have to do is go fishing in Cabo? What? For real? Yeah. We what? leave in like an hour. You serious? <laughs> what? What's the kid? I mean, I, there's something up here. Did you read the first line? There's a date in September. What would be in September? <laughs> there's a date in September. <laughs> What's in September? He has no idea. There's a date in September. (laughs) Oh, our anniversary. It took him a minute. (laughs) Like a full minute. To figure out that it was her anniversary, and I that's love why that she she's was dying laughing. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, she set him up because she knows the guy doesn't like pay attention to stuff like that. I guess. <laughs> and last but not least, uh, if you were a witness to a bank robbery, right? Yes. It's happening before your eyes. You okay. think it might freak you out a little bit? Mm-hmm. Not this guy. This guy's in a Walmart. Mm-hmm. In this particular Walmart, there's a bank built in. And he's witnessing a guy who just robbed the bank and is then proceeding to leave the Walmart with the cash. And he's getting a real kick out of it. Oh, shit. he actually took all the cash. <laughs> I got the picture. Yeah, the man. That's funny. As <laughs> he just robbed the whole. <laughs> he just robbed. Yeah, the bank. No, I don't know. What? I actually got the video. <laughs> He's just excited to be there and witness it. He shot the whole thing. Yeah. Wow. What? Yeah, he just robbed it. He sounds like too excited. <laughs> this guy was not worried about it for one second. <laughs> so the very first civilian space crew got a phone call once they reached orbit from a celebrity who will be going to space very soon. Hey guys, Tom Cruise here. I uh, just wanted to see, did you guys get sick and stuff up there? Like, what's it like to just float in space for the first time? <laughs> well, it is Tom Cruise, I was right, I knew it. Some yeah. refer to him as Maverick. Yeah. Others know him as Tommy Boy. But yes, it's Tom Cruise. Any sign of the, uh, uh, is there any sign of the, uh, spaceship that's coming to rescue us? <laughs> Isn't that what Scientologists believe? 
Uh, I don't. I have no idea. <laughs> I've never dived down that. I rabbit think there hole. is a spacecraft uh, component to it. No. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's for like sure. A, yeah. It's like yeah. It's a whole it's, science fiction thing. Yeah. yeah. There's gonna be a spaceship. Yeah, I think so. You have to do some homework on that. I'm not very uh, wow dialed in on it, but anyways. Yeah. Tom called them on Thursday, right after they got into orbit, to discuss, you know, how the takeoff was and to prepare for his own space flight, which is expected next year. Yeah, filming a movie on the ISS. So I guess he'll go to the International Space Station on a similar type of rocket. Is that the thought? Yeah, with NASA and SpaceX. Those are going to be his partners. He's going to film either part of the movie or the entire movie at the International Space Station. Um, And Thursday's conversation, like the three-day flight, you know, we don't really know what was spoken about, but I'll tell you what I've just learned. Netflix is turning the whole damn thing into a show. So having Tom call in, that's going to be a part of the show. It's going to be a series. Isn't there already a series up on Netflix? Yes. I'm just learning this now. It's going to be like one of the episodes. Oh, okay. Uh, like yeah. Additional episode, okay. Ad- additional episode so wait, about... There's a Netflix series on what? This uh, civilian flight? Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. Has it started or are there yeah, yeah. still? Yeah, I've seen it in my feed and I haven't bothered to watch it yet. But uh, let me just see if I can pull it up. Yeah, here. so it seems like it's going. This phone call is going to make the Netflix show. You know, you got Tom calling. You're obviously going to be uh, having the cameras rolling for that. It's called Countdown: Inspiration for Mission to Space. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's a reality show too. Didn't know that. There you go. The movie, though, I, I I'm still intrigued by that. That they're going to be filming this, you know, Hollywood style movie up on the space station because like that would mean any of the astronauts who are up there either have to be like out of the shot or <laughs> actors in the movie. So are there constantly uh, astronauts on the international space station? Yeah. There's all the always time. at least yeah. a couple of people yes. really? from around the world. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like Russian. So you have to tell them to get the... out of the shot <laughs> or get in the shot. <laughs> yeah. One or the other. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's not like that big a space, but maybe they'll, they'll be able to like spend most of their time in one module. Right. It'll be like this set. Anyway. So crazy. I mean, Tom Cruise is clearly just doing this so he can go to space. <laughs> and write it off as a business yeah, expense. Yeah, totally. <laughs> just like, you know, the only reason why he agreed to do probably another Top Gun movie is the guy loves aviation and right. wanted to spend that much more time in all those military planes. Yeah. Doing it. Well, follow your passion, right? It usually leads to success. So I think people are going to want to see this movie. It's Tucker Amora. I was today years old when I found out that Mick Jagger has a brother who's also in music. Did you guys have any idea that he had like a, a, a brother who was a singer as well? No. The only reason why this kind of showed up on my radar is because Mick Jagger's now featured on one of his brother's new songs. And I'm like, oh my God, could you imagine a worse career path to take than music when your brother is Mick Jagger? <laughs> but then you've grown up around it. So I kind of feel like you're ahead of the game because you know what it takes. Yeah, but when your brother's like one of the best in the world, arguably at what he does like why would you want to choose that same path it'd be different if your brother was just like pretty good Mm -hmm. but i mean it's like mick jagger some would argue that the rolling stones are the greatest rock band of all time bundus would tell you that greatest rock and roll band yes yeah and then like you're gonna get into that same job (laughs) that same industry when your brother's like one of the three best in the world ever to have done it? You know, it makes me think of uh, Beyonce's sister, Solange, 
And I'll tell you something. I'm listening to Solange more than I'm listening to Beyonce these yeah. days. And that would be great if if she was just sort of on her own doing her thing. And if uh, Beyonce wasn't like the best in what she does. <laughs> like, is there someone much bigger than Beyonce in the world of pop music? I feel like, like Solange plays the underdog card really nicely. Like, she's not trying to be on the radio. She's not trying hard. She's like, yeah, look at me. I'm Beyonce's little sister. She's unobtainable. This is uh, Chris Jagger and Mick Jagger. And I'm sure if Chris Jagger was just like in a bar band or something, you might really enjoy his music. <laughs> but, you know, knowing that it's Mick's brother, you're like, oh, you kind of end up feeling bad for him. Inadvertently, <laughs> even if he's decent at what he does. It seems to me by this song that he's not trying to get on the radio. He's playing the underdog. Look at me. I'm an underdog. And you kind of root for the underdog, don't you? Scott says it reminds him of uh, Keith Gretzky. Is that Wayne Gretzky's brother? Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely don't want to play hockey. After uh, the great ones? Yeah, yeah. If you're Wayne's brother, you're a failure if you're not anywhere near as good as him. It's like the stigma that comes with it. Right. You know, Solange, you like her music. I like some of her songs, too. She would be, like, for, if you were to compare their successes, like a huge disappointment compared to Beyonce. Compared to Beyonce. Yeah. yeah. Beyonce's next level. Yes. Yeah. What about the bonus Jonas? Does this mean that he can't get into music? If all the other brothers were in a band and then he wanted to be in a band after they had all their success uh-huh. and they were, I think you get, maybe you give it a small try and then when you don't even come close, you get out. Anyway, Mick Jagger has a brother, Chris, who's Chris in music. Chris Jagger, he's got a song out, guys. Yeah. Root for the underdog. It's Tucker and Mora in the morning. Energy 95.3. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.